Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everybody. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Hi. Hello. It is... What's the date? It's February 28th. Fantastic. We're, I mean, this year is just, I'm leaving soon. It's flying by. You are going to be out of the country soon. Mm. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, in March, mm. we're going to pre record some episodes here coming up. And because Kathy will be out of the country, I could do it from the jungle for a moment. I would love that. But yeah. I have a feeling you would not. No. So, not particularly. <laughs> so there's I, don't, that. I, don't, I don't think the gorillas would appreciate it either. No, probably not. But you could record conversations, and we could play them on the show. I you know, have no I might, idea. I might. How relevant? Maybe that I'll will have be. maybe <laughs> shrink chat. I mean, you know, <laughs> shrinks have vacations. That's true. <laughs> you never know the psychology of apes. We'll see what happens it if I happen. bring something back. We play it. Um, so I want to give a little introduction. We we always do trivia at the top of the show, and that trivia is often horror related. Uh, but I did want to just kind of explain what hap- what's happening here is that every three months we we tally up who has participated either on Instagram, Twitter, or via our email address. Uh, it's it's not about getting it right. It's just about listening and then participating, answering the questions. And then we sort of tally up all of the participation points. And then every three months we kind of cut it off. And I send a box of swag I have picked up at various events. So that right now we're in the January to March. And because it's about a month away, I started putting together the box. And so far, I don't know, Kathy will weigh in on this. So far, what I've got here is I've got a Sundance Film Festival bag from the 2015 festival, sort of red. Mm-hmm. I've got... Um, I've got a signed book from uh, Alex Honnold, who's the guy who climbed El Capitan. Um, It's a book called Alone on the Wall. Hmm. I have my own copy. I have not read it yet, but there it is. Um, So there's that. I also have, it's funny, I have a copy of The Shining. Uh, It's gently used. <laughs> oh, the book. A, yeah, the book of The Shining, um the book. There's that. I mean, I can I can include the these things or not include these things, you know. I've got a HBO documentary beanie, which Ooh, is kind of cool looking. That's actually fun. That's like a nice winter ski one. Yeah, you like the way that looks. Yeah, cuz yeah. I pick them up I pick them up in Park City. They give them away. It's uh it's blue. I like it. It's got little snowflakes on it. Um, there's some other stuff in here. There's some Coppola socks, but then also depending on if it's a man or a woman, I've got a whole bunch of sample things that I think a woman would like, but then I've also got some men like shampoo and conditioner for your beard type stuff. I mean, these are all things they give away at these events that I go to. It's and good stuff. Yeah. I mean, Kathy and I were sitting there like, what, what should we give away? And obviously, eventually we want to give away our own swag, which is totally in the works in 2020. So, you know, be looking for that hats or mugs or stickers or something. Uh, but for now, I thought, well, 
I get all this free stuff. Someone should use it. That's true. So that's what's going to happen. The end of March. So participate as much as possible. Um, you still have a shot at winning for sure between now and the end of March. And then we'll uh, announce the winner and we'll send it out and a new contest begins. We just do it every three months. And as we go, you can also weigh in on what you'd like us to give away, like things that you might be interested in. Like getting. a brand new car. Right. I'm sure all the emails will say a million dollars, which mm -hmm. I will not find personally funny. No. <laughs> no, Shannon doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> no, zero. I hate to laugh. All right. So trivia. So what we have to do now is Kathy has to give us the answer from last week and then a new trivia question. You're okay. up. I am up. Yep. So this is the, the if you went onto Instagram and posted there, mm -hmm. it would have been under the terror talk sign uh, from August 28th. The question was three, three Star Trek actors all appeared in episodes of this terrifying TV series. Mm. And the answer is the Twilight Zone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. That makes perfect sense. I think sense. one of them appeared on a couple episodes, but at that time, mm -hmm. being on that show was like being a guest star was a big deal. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it's such a great show. I mm -hmm. mean, well, I had awesome. it on the other night. I love the original. We've actually started to get some answers on Twitter, too, because you can DM great. Uh, us on Twitter. So that's cool. And some we always get answers for, through the email as well. Um, we are... We say that there's like always a particular Instagram post that you can post in, under, mm -hmm. but if you happen to not be on Instagram or you don't dig it, um, there's a couple other ways to answer. Anyway, go ahead. So for for today's trivia, yes, ma'am. The question is, this will go under if you're using the Instagram, you'll go under the Wes Craven post of his face and his quote. It's not that long ago; it's from a few weeks ago, I think. Okay. Um, the question is, which movie? is in the Guinness Book of World Records for most takes, and how many takes did the director shoot? Okay, which so, movie is it, and then how many so takes? So which movie is in the Guinness Book for the, for the most takes, and then how many takes did the director actually shoot? Okay. Yeah. Fine. I have no idea. Really? <laughs> no, I mean, I can guess, but oh, I I'm think, not going to. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> I probably do, but... Yeah. I mean, my guesses will probably be right around the. All right. Yeah. There you go. Fair. So one of the really important things that has happened that I feel as if we definitely need to follow up on from last Friday is what happened with your paper. Oh, <laughs> I totally conned you right there. I thought there. you were going to bring up like the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So last, so we left. last Sunday... Remember, I said I'm going to give him a four-minute window. Mm -hmm. You said two, actually. I think. Did I? I thought I said four, <laughs> whatever. but whatever. <laughs> I, at, at like eight oh seven, I think I ended up calling LA Times. Okay, and because um, clearly, as we knew, it, <laughs> no, it wasn't they were going, going to, be there. to fail. I mean, you know. So I called them up, and they did the whole thing of, "Ma'am, we would really like to to um, help you blah, to, blah, blah. to give us a moment to fix that." Right. She had said that to me a couple times. So before she even finished, and I just, here's my disclaimer. I used to work in customer service. So it takes me a lot to get to this point because I understand the patience it takes and all that. This has been happening for months. Right. So she starts to say her script, which yes. is, ma'am, 
we would love to, you know, I'm so sorry. We'd love to be able to, the second she goes into that, I literally go, no, 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 no. And she goes, um, and I go done. I'm done. This is the third strike. Look in your notes from last week. I knew this was going to come up. I've given you guys, I go, it is eight. 30. The paper is still not here. It's coming at not. And then he's, she's like, ma'am, how many papers have you not gotten versus I go, listen, I don't have a tally. What I can tell you is some weeks it doesn't come at all. The other weeks it comes at nine o'clock in the morning when all of the sales are done or I'm already up during my day. And I asked about five people after this, when they get their Sunday paper, I did a 6:45 to 7am. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So I canceled it. I said, reimburse me. I am so done. I've, I have been subscribing to you guys for so long. I go, the only way this is going to be fixed is if you fire this guy, because this is not an LA times problem. This is your delivery guy. So then I, so then I had to get a paper this morning. I had to get up and get it, which I'm like, are you going to the convenience mart that you talked about? I'm just going down to CVS. So I live in a, I live in a Canyon and they were deciding to do construction this morning. (laughs) Um, So I got up, threw the dogs in the car, not literally, I wasn't like abusing, I wasn't throwing them in the car, <laughs> put them in the car nicely. Um, <laughs> gingerly. <laughs> gingerly. <laughs> Although, if you saw these dogs, yeah, it'd be funny. Belle, <laughs> Belle, and Belle likes to sleep in, she's like a teenager, so she's looking at me shaking because it's cold, and she's like, <laughs> she's like this is not up? a good resolution. Why are, why are we in the car? Are you taking me to get groomed? Are you taking me to get my, my nails clipped? She's looking at me. And, and then, then she goes, oh, is this about the stupid paper? Yeah. <laughs> And then Liam, Liam's just like all alert. He's like, where are we going? It's like fun. So I get in the car and the <laughs> canyon is shut down for, and there's a detour. So I have to go around. Awesome. I get to the Gelson's, wait a couple minutes for it to open. And they haven't gotten their shipment yet. Oh my God. It's the same delivery guy. <laughs> so then I go to the shell station right next door and I say to the lady, Hey, do you guys have the LA times yet? And she goes, Oh, we're still waiting our, on our delivery. And I literally go, God damn it. It's the same guy. <laughs> so then I finally circled back around and went down to the CVS. And because they're 24 hours, they had them. They finally had it. Then I had to drive back same detour, except I took the wrong turn. I ended up going up the Canyon another way. It was a 30 minute You're deal. Cursing the LA okay? times the whole time. But now I know my CVS will have it, uh-huh. but yeah, yeah, I mean it's and I literally I'm in the car and I'm talking out loud and I'm like, what? Yeah, the is go yeah. I'm like, why is it? You, you think yeah. I live in the North Pole? It's that hard to get a Sunday paper so, at seven a.m. So this makes me think, of course, that the guy delivering the papers is having these same dramas, and that's why it's so freaking late. I don't know. I I don't know what it is, but the CBS, like maybe he's getting maybe it is an LA Times problem. Maybe he's getting his stuff late. And so, but that would have been an easy problem to fix because enough enough people would have complained about that. I really do think he's just like, I mean, he could be picking up his papers at 5 a.m. Yeah, and and just chilling, just depending on his. Yeah, that's true. I was, I said last time that I think your delivery guy has like a Saturday night he can't quite let go of. Yeah, so he picks up the papers (laughs) and then he parks and sleeps somewhere. 
Well, from what I That's remember, and this is a million years ago, but it used to be that they got their papers the day before or whatever. Then they had to wrap them up. And I mean, yeah. I don't know how it works now, but the delivery person has a little bit of prep to do. Like right. they have to wrap them up and blah, blah, blah. And then you have your route. And I think it's all done for them now because they don't, yeah. they don't put them on like rubber bands or anything anymore. Now they just have them, have them already. They're in bags for the They're rain. in bags and they're already sealed. So he's not doing that in the morning. Okay. The LA Times does that. And long story short... I, I have found my system now, but when I got up this morning and I had to go and then there was a detour and all this, I'm like, the universe is just really testing to see how bad I want my paper. I was going to say the other thing is that it's so much cheaper to have it delivered than to buy it every week, right? Yeah, it is. But um, what is the paper like a dollar twenty five now or something? No, it's more than that. Sunday Times is it's the three three sixty six. Okay. So if you think I was paying close to forty dollars for a subscription, it's it's close to. Oh, it's comparable. It's just to pick it up. It's close to it. Um, okay. It's a little bit less, but to me, it's peace of mind. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I understand. I'll spend the extra seventy five cents to get my flipping paper when yeah, I want. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. <sighs> well, it it will have to because I don't trust this guy. Well, they might call you with some kind of amazing deal in six months too. You know yeah. how they do with like previous subscribers. It'll be like so four, I'll, four dollars. Or I'll something. give you a test run if you want to try it for free and see if you can get it there on time. Yeah. Hit us up. All right. There's my story. <laughs> All right. We, we knew that was going to happen. So pissed. I had a feeling you would just cancel the damn thing. I did. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think we need to follow up on is that last we spoke we were because we pre-recorded last uh week's episode and so we were actually on our way to an oscar party oh that's right um that was fun by the way it was fun i uh you won i won so what they do is these friends of mine they do a like a five dollar buy-in or whatever and then you pick your oscar winners just like any oscar watching party and i actually won so i have my little a little Oscar there. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> Doesn't have my name on it or anything. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. What did you the Oscar winners, were there big surprises for you or was there anything that was Well, a lot I'm still catching up on and I don't know if we want to talk about this this week, but I did see Parasite. Oh, I would like I would love to do an episode on okay. Parasite. And so. I loved it and I understood why it won. I still haven't okay. seen 1917, which I know you think is I think it's a great movie. Is, is the better out of the two for best picture. Uh, you know, it okay. depends. It's it's kind of like I thought that 19... I, I love both movies. I think that 1917 fits into what I have grown up knowing a best picture to be. Yeah. And I'm okay with that paradigm changing. Um, I really loved Parasite, the movie. I love that... Um, I always sort of like it when something's a little bit horrifying wins, mm -hmm. right? So I just, um, I thought that 1917 was a, a brilliant um, thing. But I also thought that Parasite was a brilliant thing. And mm -hmm. I know that the filmmaker is incredibly likable mm -hmm. and has a history of some really interesting movies and i saw him on the like the contender stage and the different events that i went to and he's extremely likable he is and that helps and you know a lot of this oscar stuff is political yeah and it's about um publicity 
And I think people wonder, well, why did that film get nominated and that film didn't? Well, it's about publicity. Right. And it's about these events that I go to and, and they show up and they sell it to you. And those rooms are filled with um, voters, people who are actually voting. Um, because like our electoral system, it's not, it, it's the public vote is one, the popular vote is one thing, like what we would all want to win. Mm -hmm. And then the electoral college, right? So the, it's a light um, metaphor for the electoral college is kind of like the Oscar voters. And mm -hmm. there's, you know, many, many thousands, many thousands of voters. Yeah. So they are supposed to be representative of what we all are like, mm -hmm. but they're also industry people. To qualify to be an Oscar voter, you have to be in the industry. Right. You are in the industry. And so, like, I can vote on the Producers Guild Awards. Right. And I can vote on the Independent Spirit Awards because I happen to belong to those organizations. But I wouldn't belong to those organizations unless I was had a history of being in the industry. So it's a it's a skewed vote. So what I see that as, as is them giving Parasite and that particular filmmaker like, hey, listen, you did something really original here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Because 1917 is a is a big, big epic film with a very personal story. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's original. Right. So so I'm a big fan of re rewarding, you know, original. And it only costs $11 million to make that crazy? Parasite. Yeah. Uh, so... In some ways, I mean, I'm, I'm an absolute fan of it winning. I just, uh, because I love independent film. Yeah. But. I think, and I think it's just also layered with our political climate too. And, and just. I think it was a statement. Yeah. And there, and there's another film coming out. It's not independent. Um, it's a, it's a regular, um, studio film mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Studio film. And uh, I think. It also, uh, what we're seeing now is this surge in using horror and, and uh, suspense as a, a narrative and a way to, to uh, metaphorically speak about the political climate. So mm -hmm. The Invisible Man is coming out. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, with Elizabeth Moss. And it really does capture metaphorically the silence that happens when a woman has been in a, whether it's been emotionally or physically or sexually abusive relationship and the amount of people who don't believe what she's been through. So whether it's um, minimizing, gaslighting, disbelief, getting her to prove her side is used um, in this film. They, you know, use the statement of he's, physically invisible mm -hmm. and no one can believe he's still there and causing this sort of, you know, she must be crazy. Yeah. He was abusive alive. And yeah. Yeah. So this is what we often, I've worked um, in domestic violence crisis work and I, I see a lot of victims of emotional abuse and narcissistic abuse. And so I think it's, we're starting to see these films, these horror films and these uh, suspense films that are talking about these really political charged topics in a, in a form of entertainment so yeah the invisible man comes out today the 28th yeah so um yeah i'm looking f i don't know if i want to say i'm looking forward to it but i do yeah. want to see that i i like her a lot mm -hmm. um but i'm really glad you brought that up in the context of 
because the Oscars are a political system, just like most things are in life, as most things have to do with politics, just like most things have to do with mental health, because those are two very human conditions, things we deal with on an everyday basis from micro to macro. Uh, Parasite was a message. Mm -hmm. And so I also understood it from that way. So it's like, if we weren't in the particular political climate where we're in right now, if we weren't, um, then 1917 would have won. Mm-hmm. I, th- I really believe that. I think so too. Because they're both really good films in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I also want to clarify that I don't, I don't see Parasite as an independent movie because it wasn't, he had money to make it and all of that. He wasn't like, you know, selling organs to make his movie right. or anything because he's a, an established filmmaker, but it, the underdog is kind of mm-hmm. what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. The underdog movie, the low budget underdog movie that in many ways is a horror film, mm-hmm. but it's also a cultural and class film. I'd like to do an episode on it. Actually, okay. I think it's got some, got some shizzle there yeah. to talk about, but I'm glad you finally saw it. Yeah, it's great. Yay. Um, so yeah, the Oscar party was fun and obviously there was uh, an underdog winner. I, I, the other thing I wanted to ask you is if you ever saw the Hair Love short. The best animated short I film. chose it because <clears throat> I knew it had had a lot of hype. Yeah. Um, and I've only seen like little glimpses of it. I really want to see it now. It's really cute. It's widely available on the internet now. Um, and it's only a few minutes long. And uh, it looks really, it's really charming and really, cute. Really, really cute. It's really charming and cute. And I was happy it won and and i was also happy that american factory which is the first oscar win for the mm-hmm. obama's production company mm-hmm. um i got was, a lot of hype i was uh, yeah because it's got this political system behind it yeah. t- truly like yeah. literally but um that's what happens when you have money for publicity so it, when the smaller movies win it's always been a big deal because you realize how much that smaller movie had to be politically interesting to the companies and the money mm-hmm. and the bank behind it in order to mm-hmm. to get where it was which obviously parasite had that because of the cultural commentary that was in that yeah. movie if that wasn't there well it'd well, be a different it, movie but like it was you know, incredibly well done to all the different turns it was incredibly well done and joaquin winning and yeah Everything else was predictable. I did actually finally see Judy with Renee Zellweger. I, was, I almost watched it the other day. I saw I... it on a plane. It okay. was available to me on American Airlines when I was flying recently. Um, I enjoyed it. She was really good. Yeah. <sighs> She'd yeah. been away for a while. Yeah. I went and uh, I taught. Uh, I did a guest lecture. <laughs> strangely enough, on the politics of filmmaking. So here we are in this conversation. <laughs> oh, how funny. I, yeah, Ugh, interesting. So maybe that's why I'm aware of it is because it's something that I do. I do this uh, guest lecture for a university in Texas um, every year. Every other year sort of depends on when the course is taught. And I do two nights, on, uh, two days on the politics of filmmaking. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, it's in the, the course is in the political science department. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I, it depends on different things, depend on what I talk about. I didn't happen to talk about 
um, this particular, like the way the Oscars are mm-hmm. voted on and all of that. I have done that in the past. I kind of go with what that particular class is sort of asking for. Okay. Um, but when I asked the course, what, when I asked the class of people, like the films that they loved, of course, Parasite was one of them. And yeah. Yeah. I also asked them, <laughs> there was a point at which I spontaneously asked, uh, what shows betrayed them because mm. um in the t- we talk a lot about story um for those of you who don't know my dissertation is on story so we i talk a lot about story structure and at one point it just kind of came up and I, I haven't asked this question before but i asked them you know what what shows have betrayed you recently mm. because one of they do these pitches they come up with these pitch ideas and one of the pitches for me was like oof i think the audience would be really betrayed by that ending okay um because that's what happens when we've watched a show and we get to the end and we were kind of talking about TV series, but it happens in the movies as well is you will lose the audience if you betray them in the ending. And what I mean by betray is when you have characters do things that are not previously established. And so often when we're watching movies or TV and we have an ending that is not congruent with the personality of someone or the character arc of someone. Mm -hmm. So one of the first, one of the guys, (laughs) he's like a little bit of an older guy in the class was like game of Thrones. He did. And then he just like went off on, you know, game of Thrones betraying him in the ending and that the characters, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to go into it. You guys have all probably watched it, but, um, and then supernatural was another one. People are obsessed with that show. Yeah, you know what's funny about those two things is that I know a person on that work, has worked on both. <laughs> I just saw the editor who worked on Supernatural for like 11 years, and then I know the um, the special effects producer, I think that's his title, I don't remember, on Game of Thrones. And so I'm standing in front of them I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're not the people that wrote the thing, but yeah. it's just like, oh, wow, that's a <laughs> really amazing <laughs> like two of my friends are on those shows but yeah those things i mean people talked about the sopranos people yeah. talked about other things but you know those are just i i kind of think like you get to the end of a show and it's a very hard thing to nail okay for people i think for the writers it's very hard to nail the ending do you can you think of a show that's really like you've been very disappointed with the, on ending? the ending yeah um like a series that you've I'm watched sure i those. have i'd have to i'd have to think there's been so many because i remember i remember that there have been a couple where i've i've said wow that that was it i kind of fell apart like well okay so let's follow up have you finished friday night lights or did you just peter off <sighs> okay so i am in season five mm-hmm. probably going, going slow now <laughs> it, it's like a slow painful death at this point okay i still don't know the okay the well you got to get to the end because then a few you made it sound though like it was somewhere between four and five that something I don't happened remember for which you. Show. I don't. I mean, how it, many seasons are there? Five. Six? Okay. So I'm about halfway through five, and well, it's probably already happened then. Okay. I mean, I'm just bored at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Correct. What is the What is the part you're talking about? When they kill the guy. S- stop. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? No. Okay. So see, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you didn't know. I know that when you get to it, you'll be like, "Oh," but now you know. So. Unless I'm I'm that bored that it's happened, and <laughs> you don't even know. Is a main character? <laughs> is it a main character? 
I'm not telling you okay. now because you obviously don't. It's got to be way towards the end then because I'm in season five. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I feel like it's just yeah, it's just gotten bad. Like I don't know why they should have stopped it after four. <laughs> oh well. Can I tell you about a series Please. I'm obsessed with and finished in like no time, which is very rare for me. Okay. Zoe Kravitz, High Fidelity. Yeah, I finished it in like a weekend. So fun. She plays. She's great. Yeah, and she plays John Cusack's role from yeah, the, yeah. the movie in the 90s. But I just loved, uh, I think her name is Divine Joy Randolph, mm. who plays her friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilar- the rapper. <laughs> Hilarious. She's really funny in that. She, I did some research on her. She was on Broadway. Yeah. She's incredible. Um, but the banter in the show and Zoe Kravitz vulnerability, I think it's, I loved her on Big Little Lies. I just don't think they gave her enough of a chance to develop her character. Right. It's a very white show. Yeah. Um, which it's intentionally obnoxiously white. Yes. But on this show, you get to really see her get into her acting skills, I think. I agree. I I well, I binged it as well very quickly. It's a quick, it's like a potato chip show. It's like a quick. I like want to go back and watch it again already. Yeah, like a quick read, you know, when a book is just like fast and it just moves along. Now, I loved the original movie, High Fidelity. Too. So if if they were going to be in line with that, I'm, I was all on board because I loved that. Yeah. I, I love breaking the fourth wall and talking to the camera and yeah. having a like, dialogue. Like, like in our, our uh, flea bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I, I love that um, device. If that they use it right. Dramatic device. Yeah, yeah, it can be. They can fuck it up for sure. But And I thought they did a great. I mean, as an homage, as something unique, as a series, I think they're, they're doing a great job. I'm really looking forward to them continuing to. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. And what was I going to add to that? Was I going to add anything to that? To that I show? Don't, I don't know. know. I had a thought and I lost it. Okay. Oh, I was just going to say, if you were a kid in the 90s and you remember record stores and all of that, yes. it's very nostalgic too. Yes. So. And what's so great, and obviously the creators and the reason why they're doing it is because records are popular again. And so that context isn't so out of the box right so young people will watch it and think she's cool because she's got a record store (laughs) whereas if you did that 15 years ago or 20 years ago it'll be like wait what yeah (laughs) it wasn't cool again yet so yeah yeah no she's awesome (sighs) yeah so that's that anything else no i did want to mention i think uh as a last thought many i don't know if it was a couple of months ago you kind of put it out there or maybe it was during our october shows you put it out there that you wanted people to send in their haunted stories and i haven't gotten too many i got maybe got uh i haven't looked at it in a while i maybe got a couple so i wanted to throw it out there again Uh, we would we would really love to do a show on hauntings um, and that might not be everybody's bag, but it's just one show. <laughs> we yeah. want to do a show on on hauntings and um, have people record their stories and send us voice recordings. Mm-hmm. So we can't really do that show until people do that. But so every little bit, I'm going to be throwing it out there. I might mm-hmm. be throwing it out there for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there till we have a few. So if you're a new listener or you just forgot about it, do a voice recording of you telling your haunted story. 
Uh, or if you're not comfortable with that, just write it out, send it to us in an email, because we'd really love to, um, you know, if the last time we would, we would just wait till maybe the Halloween season to actually put it together and do it. So we have between now and then to get our shit together. Yeah. So I think that'd be fun. I mean, usually when you get, um, it'd be fun. The real stories from people. I'm always fascinated by those. Yes, for sure. So I'll talk about it here, but then maybe we'll talk about it on the main show too. Cause I know we have some people that just listen to that show. So, but anyway, so you're going to hear me do that, but if you have a story, send it in, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Happy end of February. This is shrink chat. My name is Shannon and I'm Kathy sleep safe. Everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.